This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. music the tdi awards ricky flex have we decided what we're calling these trophies awards no other than tdis are we gonna call them the we called we thought, thought about the deepas the diapas driving oh, right. awards. deepas diapas uh maybe we just go with the tdi tdi just the tdi award maybe we'll stick, uh, i kind of like deep i kind of like deepa why we call it the deepas again Drive in pot award. All right, the deepest. All right. So the, the deepa well, the deepa goes too. All right. <laughs> okay. Before we get into the uh I'll, we're gonna give you all the categories for the drive in pod awards. Uh, I want Ricky Flicks to kind of tell us what films are eligible here and uh, give us the breakdown because this is gonna be an annual thing for the drive in podcast. Maybe the most excited I've been for any segment we've ever done. We got a lot of great categories that we previewed at the beginning. Ricky Flicks, why don't you explain a little bit how this is going to operate? Yeah, so you have the Oscars, which we'll be covering very in-depthly. And we have been, to be honest. And those nominations have already begun. They began on the 27th of January this year. And the the voting actually concluded uh, last week. And the nominations will be coming out the day of this episode. So you'll be able to see who was nominated for the Academy Awards. Basically what we're doing here is, oh, 2021, great year of movies, or was it? We'll be saying, (laughs) all right, based on our criteria, this is basically our Oscars for 2021. So all the movies that were eligible for the Oscars by that January 27th deadline, that's what we're counting as well. All those movies that came out during that timeframe. So it's the same thing, like 2021 best of, but it's the deepest. And the deepest are the most prestigious awards (laughs) there is. Yes. And I, I think, I mean, none of these award shows, I mean, what do, what do the Oscars really mean? What do the, the BAFTAs really, the golden mean? clothes. Like, what, I mean, Lame. why, why can't the Deepa go into Ryan Gosling's like trophy cabinet? Why can't it go into Martin Scorsese's tro- like why not? cabinet? Why can't it go into like an actor like John Cena's cabinet potentially? What would you Anyone, rather have? A BAFTA or a DIPA. So anyone is available. One day we will get someone at that extent to actually accept the award live on the podcast. (laughs) But this is the first annual. So this is a building process, people. So just stick with us. With that being said, let's get to the first category. And the first category is best extended cameo in a motion picture. So. The nominees are Ana de Armas from No Time to Die. We have Bradley Cooper, Licorice Pizza, Charlie Cox, Spider-Man No Way Home, Matt Damon and No Sudden Move, and Channing Tatum in Free Guy. So how this works is that me and Ricky Flex, we both pick a winner. If we are unanimous, right, the pick that is the winner of the award if we're split then we go to the wheel the wheel is just and the wheel decides all if we are torn we will think of a different uh, way to handle this next year most likely or have extended voters or to vote on these nominations so we were unanimous with this award and the best extended cameo in a motion picture goes to Bradley Cooper, Licorice Pizza. What a performance. Flex, why did we get this right? Bradley Cooper, best extended cameo. Bradley Cooper, in my opinion, the best supporting actor of the year in this extended cameo. Will he get an Oscar nom? The BAFTAs didn't, think, uh, didn't nominate him, so probably not. He hasn't been getting those uh, award nominations for all the other awards non-Oscars most likely not going to get an Oscar nom. 
but his performance out of the ones that we said was the best pure acting performance there. Like if we Electric go that, factory, like it was amazing. I rewatched it today just to make sure like, is it really the best? Oh God. Is that on yeah, YouTube? It, was. Is that on oh, YouTube? it is on YouTube, Dr. O. Oh man. It's amazing. Like, oh, he was amazing. I think Andre Arms was great in no time to die, but I don't know. Like compared to Bradley Cooper, not as good. Charlie Cox. That was a pure cameo, not extended in my opinion. No, thanks. Matt Damon, no sudden move. Not as good of a movie as Licorice Pizza. Channing Tatum was the, the biggest competitor, in my opinion. <laughs> was wow. That, that was my third one. It, it, for me, it was between uh, Bradley Cooper and Ana de Armas for this award. Bradley Cooper this and Ana de Armas, this award was made for their appearances. They inspired <laughs> this category for the Deepas. Uh, Bradley Cooper... Just enough, right, where it's it's over a cameo, but not enough screen time where you think he could probably get an Academy Award nomination, most likely. Uh, electrifying performance, Ana de Armas, also electrifying, right? Left James Bond fans craving more Ana de Armas, like most audience audiences. I think that uh, a spinoff could be on the way for Ana de Armas. We want to see more of her in the future, especially with uh, – no possibility of ever reuniting with 007 because of the death of James Bond in Oof. No Time to Die. So the uh, Channing Tatum also comeback trail right now. Free guy. Yep. Don't see dog, but watch him in Free Guy. Very much worth it. And he's going to be with Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt and Lost City coming out next month or yeah. whatever. I mean, that looks not good. Yeah, but comeback trail as in like he's in these big movies like that are in theaters. And then he'll finally like get that like Magic Mike will be having another movie that'll be a, right. his like final step to the completion with Steve, going back with Steven Soderbergh. Did you see that news that he, uh when he uh why he left Hollywood for so long? There was it a kind lot of was that came out. Yeah, Gambit, Gambit <laughs> broke his heart. The industry chewed him up and spit him back out, and That's we it. never got to see him as Gambit. I don't think it's ever gonna happen, Ricky Flex. Sad. Yeah, no, no way. Marvel's way too big, and if he's not gonna be in this slate of like. This next wave of Marvel, he'll never be. The movie broke him, but it's good he's on the comeback trail. So congratulations to Bradley Cooper for Licorice Pizza and winning the first ever Deepa. Wow. First ever Deepa, Bradley Cooper. I couldn't think of a better first uh, winner. Moving on to our next category, Ricky Flex, our next award. We have the best performance by a former wrestler. And the nominees are. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, in Jungle Cruise. We have Dave Bautista in Army of the Dead. And then we have John Cena in The Suicide Squad. We have yet another unanimous decision here. And the Deepa goes to... John Cena, The Suicide Squad. Yeah, John Cena. Can't see him. Can't, Can't see, see him. him. Can't see now, him, John he would, Cena. He would be offended by this award, to be honest. Wow. Because he does not call himself a wrestler. He is a WWE superstar. Oh, that's true. And I think they all were. Yeah, they all were. I'm yeah. So, so maybe we, we got to redefine this. Yeah, maybe we do. WWE but, superstar. Best performance by WWE superstar. Yeah. But continue, I, Ricky Flex. But... I think even if you take away, I think Peacemaker right now is so like, we didn't even talk about that in Prestige TV, but that had a crazy episode last week. But um, even without Peacemaker, this is still the winner. I just want to be clear in my vote. He was so much yes. better than these two. And Army of the Dead, you remember that movie? Wow. Totally forgot about it. And I liked it. That's not great I, for Dave. Bautista. That was my number two in this category. But John Cena, he understood the assignment he knew what he had to do for the suicide squad he understood i think him and james gunn just see eye to eye with this character and he just knew he had to accomplish anyone out there and he crushed it and he was the best part of that movie and a part and a well, that was full of such eccentric characters and you're right we did not include the recent series in our votes right it's like how we don't decide the mvp based on playoff performance yes, we decide exactly. based on the original work just like Aaron Rodgers. Like we would not vote on him for MVP for playoff performance along with regular season. We only factor in the regular season, John Cena, the suicide squad, regular season for him. Okay. Great work. Lovely. 
congratulations to the second ever Deepa going to John Cena. Our next category here, Ricky Flicks for the Drive-In Pod Awards. We have Best Superhero Picture, a massive category for the Drive-In Podcast. And the nominees are The Snyder Cut. Welcome back. Spider-Man, No Way Home. The Suicide Squad. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We have another unanimous uh, selection here, Ricky Flex. The Deepa goes to... Spider-Man No Way Home. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Easiest decision here. We have the second nomination for the Suicide Squad for the Deepa Awards thus far. Honestly, you might have had a potential third nomination if we looked at the beginning characters who died at the beginning of the Suicide Squad. We probably could have had another extended cameo in there being nominated. So, Suicide Squad, R-rated, raunchy, different, uh, such an improvement from the original Suicide Squad. But Spider-Man, what it brought to the table was something I don't think any other superhero movie could have done. The balance of nostalgia along with excitement with a new character and the future of that character in eccentric uh, great villains, throwback villains, ones that we uh, were blessed to have re-enter our lives, ones that might appear later on in the Deepa Awards. Ricky Flex, why was it so obvious for Spider-Man No Way Home to win this Deepa? Man, like just the nostalgia factor itself and the difficulty of bringing back all these villains and Spider-Man, like that just makes it, and like how successful they did it at it at that makes it the winner of this deep on its own in a normal year you take away no way home and it's a normal year superhero films out of these categories and hey we did leave out like some films did not get nominated that were we didn't put in all the superhero films that were in the for the year here just to be clear you had to be nominated for the deepas just like not all movies are nominated for best picture only 10 only four were here because they didn't deserve to be here but these four deserved it and if No Way Home wasn't here, it would be Snyder Cut all day, every day. Wow. So you had Spider-Man No Way Home, Snyder Cut, then The Suicide Squad, I said? Yes. I would like to re- refresh my ratings that I did for The Suicide Squad and Snyder Cut and, like, honestly, switch them. I love both of the movies, but Snyder Cut, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, wow, this is actually a great movie. I, I, I rated my Suicide Squad a little bit high. My score was a little bit high. But I still think the second half of that movie makes that movie, I mean, so rewatchable. And it's, I mean, it's so enjoyable to watch. It's like a James Gunn picture. It's like the rewatchability of his movies are off the charts. And I think the second half way outperforms the first half. Uh, I think it's funnier and has like more uh, heavier, like emotional impact, I think, compared to the first half. Uh, the first part of Suicide Squad kind of gave me Guardians of the Galaxy 2 vibes more than like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. If you, if you can understand what I'm saying with the forced mm-hmm. jokes and everything. But, I mean, Snyder Cut. I mean, this was heartbreaking that we couldn't vote for it. It's sad. I wanted to be able to give us an award to the Snyder Cut. I believe this is their only nomination for the Deepas. Thank you for what you've done, uh, Zack Snyder, HBO, Warner Brothers, for giving the opportunity to, uh, for us to see his vision, or at least part of his vision of what DC could have been. And we got to say it looks a lot brighter for, from the Snyder Cut than it did from these upcoming projects for DC. Yeah. That's all I got to say. For sure. You're 100% correct, Dr. All right. Spider-Man No Way Home with its first ever Deepa on the night. We now have the next category, the why are they in this motion picture? We have uh, the nominees are Tiffany Haddish, the card counter, Kevin James, in home team, Thomas and McKenzie in the power of the dog. And then Jesse Plemons in jungle cruise. We are once again, unanimous Ricky Flex and Dr. O and the Deepa goes to <laughs> Tiffany Haddish in the card counter. Snap it up. <laughs> up for Tiffany. He had the most, what the hell's going on? 
appearance in a trailer subsequently in the movie, a movie that features the likes of Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe, Ty Sheridan, Tiffany Haddish, who previously made an appearance in uh, Road, uh, was it Bad, Bad Trip. Trip? Bad Trip with Eric Andre in a uh, comedic role that actually was very well done. Yes. Super out of place in this movie. She defines this category, Ricky Flicks. I don't think this one was ever in doubt. Never in doubt. Definitely, even on her interviews, like for the campaign to have people see this movie, she was like trying to promote how like, she should be in this movie saying, oh, I've been a gambler all my life. Oh, so you're thinking, oh, she plays poker and stuff. No, I gambled by quitting my job and going to Hollywood. That's so what everybody does. So, everybody. You think, so then everybody should be in this movie that has ever acted in their life or taken a career chance. So just for that reason alone, definitely the winner here. You said it defines the category, but these other, these other nominations pretty good as well. Kevin James and home team. I watched it yesterday. Just, I did for, for the deepest. I watched it for the deepest because I needed wow. a good, I needed to make sure I wasn't crazy here and like, or not like uh going to give it to Haddish on its own. Movie was terrible, but <laughs> hey, it was actually very funny. Like it was like, there... very self-aware, very funny. I actually think it's worth the watch, even though it's bad. What's, what's the rating on this thing? Oh, it's 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, 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 no. Like in terms of like rating, like G, PG, PG-13. Ooh, ooh, uh, PG? PG, PG. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a kids movie. Well, there there are like scenes like for us as well, but like it's awesome. definitely like PG. Like it, you don't have to be thirteen and older. And like some appearances in this movie, is there any like Adam Sandler supporting characters that you see? Oh yeah, you Rob Schneider yes. has a big role in this. Rob Schneider. Oh, big role. Big. It's a happy Madison. Plays Roger Goodell. Rob, Rob Schneider, Roger Goodell. So uh, nobody, Kevin James is the only person that actually plays like a real person that isn't the real person. Oh. The rest are just like, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Taylor, you know, in Twilight, Taylor. Lautner. Um, Lautner. He's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, why, is Pay- he, why is he in these movies now? Why is Taylor, I, I, I guess he's just the guy who never made it. Yeah. Following Twilight. Um, like he just didn't have chops. Yeah, I agree. But um, Adam Sandler's wife, is in this and funny enough she's rob schneider's wife oh man and that's very funny adam sandler can't let his wife play the wife of well adam sandler produced this him and kevin james were like two of the main producers on this. his wife oh adam sandler of course he produced it like this is one of his his wife is fake married to deuce bigelow yes and uh like there's other like people like uh like sean payne's in this he has a funny cameo it's really good. I, 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 will I like say. how we, I like I like how it's in on the joke. I like yeah. that. Like the whole movie was in on the joke. That's why it was like it was a bad movie, but like the whole movie was in on it. It's very self-aware, which made it like worth watching. It was very good. And like Sean, Pay- like uh, Kevin James playing Sean Payton, the only way to make him recognizable is that they kept a visor on him the entire time. Or like the only the only way that uh, Kevin James, I think he was second place for this award for me at least. I think if it was a PG 13 movie, or if it had a different tone and it went for more seriousness to it, like that'd be Kevin James winning this award. He would easily win this. Award. <laughs> if they, if the, if I know you haven't seen it, but the, he was actually the last on my list for this, because after seeing the movie, it's like, all right, like, this movie was like knew what they were doing. Kevin James like did pretty well for this type of movie. I'm not going to hate on him for this. My second was Thomas McKenzie because wow, she was barely in this power of the dog. I have an analogy. Crazy. I have an analogy for Thomas and McKenzie. She's way too big for just being a kid. She's the kid who got the A on the group project for doing nothing. Yes. That's exactly who Thomas and McKenzie was in power of the dog. She let the heavy lifting from Jody Smith McPhee and Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst. And then she like had that. She could have been nominated for extended cameo even though she didn't do anything. So she couldn't, so she would be just like, under didn't deserve the nomination. She did not deserve the nomination snubbed. Why was uh, she in this? Her scenes must've gotten cut. That's all it could have been. Must've. Let's go on to our next category. Ricky Flex. Are you ready? Oh, it's yeah. a big one. Most disappointing motion picture. Ooh, ooh. The nominees are Eternals. Black Widow. House of Gucci, Matrix Resurrections. 
Those are the candidates for most disappointing picture. Ricky Flicks and Dr. O are unanimous, and the Deepa goes to. Was it ever in doubt? Eternals, directed by Chloe Zhao. Congratulations, Chloe Zhao, for having the most disappointing motion picture of the Coming year. off an Oscar following win. Best, following a 2020 best, 2021 best picture win for Nomad Land and best director Oscar. Uh, this one was the most obvious one, I think, in any of our choices, maybe aside from John Cena in The Suicide Squad. I thought Eternals was potentially going to be nominated for best picture. I thought this was the Marvel movie that was like, aside from Black Panther, I, we know the cultural significance that movie had. Eternals, when we saw the trailer directed by Chloe Zhao, we got the insane cast. We got, I mean, the visuals and uh, just the hype around that movie and what it would mean for the future of the DCU. It was a total letdown. Uh, just a flat out not good movie. And uh, boring at points, sketchy CGI at points. Really not the caliber movie we were looking for from the MCU. Eternals was the clear pick. And I think uh, number two, I'd Matrix Resurrections. Ricky Flex, what did you have? What yeah, you, you said it all about Eternals. I think the only addition would be the cameos were the best part of the movie. So, yes. or the, not cameos, the credits, the yes. post-credits scenes. And credits. Um, so, like, that's disappointing for a movie you thought was going to be best picture nom. Um, but, <laughs> um, but hinted at. But um, Black Widow was number four on my list because I didn't have the highest expectations, but it did social media. Marvel fans had huge expectations for black widow scar Joe's last like stand or whatever. Wasn't great. Um, matrix. You're right. But I didn't have the highest expectations for that itself. So my number two that I was contemplating with that wasn't as easy as it was for you to pick Eternals was house of Gucci house of Gucci. I thought was going to be a best picture nom and would be a contender. Ridley Scott, I thought it was going to be better than last, like not better, but like have more Oscar. It does have more Oscar hype, but like had more Just Oscar a hype. better movie, yeah. a better put together movie. And we didn't expect House of Gucci to be kind of satirical. We didn't expect it yes. to be like almost a joke. Just too funny. Like we like unintentionally funny. Right. Or, or like maybe intentionally. I don't know. It just had intentional. Yeah, it's just it, we, we didn't have like the crime thriller aspect that we were anticipating. It was more of just uh, lifestyles of the rich and the famous come to life. You know, it wasn't something it was more, as we said before, if this if People magazine were giving out best picture wins, it would give it to House of Gucci. Or Don't Look right. Up, which or honestly, should, for me, should have been nominated actually here. That, that might have could been have mistake. been on here. I thought about that, but I like Don't Look Up. I didn't love it, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, but you you were yeah, I did not like it at all. Maybe we should have had that. We should have had that instead of Black Widow. Black Widow should not mm. be nominated here. We made a mistake. <laughs> Still, I would have picked Eternals over. Don't I take it up. back. The award the, the, the nominations are never mistakes. <laughs> okay. Deepas. All right. On to the next Deepa. Our next category is best Willem Dafoe performance, the hardest working man in Hollywood. He had five pictures this year. Let's get on to the nominees. We have his performance as Volko in the Snyder Cut. We have his return as Norman Osborn in Spider-Man, No Way Home. We have his appearance in The Card Counter, opposite of Oscar Isaac. We have him alongside Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley. And then we have him as one of many supporting characters in The French Dispatch. Ricky Flex and Dr. Rar are once again on the same page. We have not yet used the Wheel of Fortune. The Deepa goes to for best Willem Dafoe performance. Spider-Man No Way Home. Never in doubt. Also one of the more obvious picks of the awards season for the Deepas. The hardest working man in Hollywood. I think we should. Ha- we're going to have this award for anyone that appears in four plus movies in one calendar year. The man is 67 years old. He's rumored, or he he's, he's expressed the desire to play in a, a the imposter 
of a walking Phoenix Joker. We talked about it last episode. He will not stop till he gets his Oscar. But guess what? When it comes to the deep buzz, he wins first time nominated. Well-deserved Willem Dafoe. Ricky Flick's thoughts on one of our kings. He might get nominated next year, Doctor, because Northman, Aquaman, coming out later uh, this year. So that's two. And then he has a couple movies that are supposed to be 2022, which I haven't looked into, but I'm looking at He's not going to get nominated for Aquaman. Let's chill out. (laughs) No, no, I mean, no, no, I mean uh, for the Deepest. Oh, for the Deepest. Back to back year Deepest. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, That's what I'm saying here. I can't look past the Deepest, sorry. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So you have Aquaman. You have The Northman. Then you have this movie called The Legend of Ochi. And then a movie called Poor Things. All in post-production. All expected in 2022. And then you have t- three more movies that are in two more in post-production, one more in pre-production. So that one's probably in 2023. So we might have two more this year as well in 2022. So we might have six movies. We might have. Up. Can he can he get back-to-back Deepas for best Willem Dafoe performance? That is the question he, coming he, out of the first annual Deepas. He needs four four films to add to filmography in the next calendar year. And then he and it is looks eligible like he's for another Deepa in the best Willem Dafoe performance category. Insanity. Well done from Willem. I mean, the Poor Things movie, that's either going to be like the winner of Best Picture or the worst picture of the year, which just from he's, that title. He's poor like a things, doctor. When I think of Poor Things, I'm like, okay, like those short titles, like either it's amazing or it's terrible. It's like no, ordinary people. You're thinking poor of things. the little things. Or it's seven pounds. Terrible. You know, it's like nice and quick. Like those those titles, just when you hear, I'm like, oh, Oscar nominee. Willem Dafoe, Poor Things. <laughs> Oscar. Jared Leto, the uh, little things. So let's go on to the next category. We kind of have to fly through this next one because it's so obvious and we have to get to the more hotly debated ones. The next category is for best trailer of the year. The nominees are the Batman trailer number two debuting at DC Fandom 2021. The Northman from Robert Eggers. Winning time, the series, upcoming series on the 1980s Lakers, produced by Adam McKay. And then Lightyear from Disney Pixar, starring Chris Evans in an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. Unanimously, the Deepa goes to the Batman trailer number two. Is there a Deepa for the Batman? Yeah, so the deep, uh, the first deeper for the Batman. First yeah, deeper. And, and first ever. Next year is a big one. Is going to be uh, the movie will be out and be uh, up for the deepest next year. Could be mo- most disappointing movie of the year. Could go for maybe Willem Dafoe has a guest appearance for best <laughs> Willem Dafoe performance, best superhero picture. A lot of potential for this movie, but we need to give credit and keep focus on this category. Best trailer. The marketing of this movie has been sensational. This would have won for either the first or second trailer. Heck, we could have nominated the Batman trailer number three in this category ahead of maybe one of these other nominations, maybe all of them. So the Batman trailer number two, you know, less than a month away, uh, February 6th, March 4th, it drops. I was looking at the date. Batman, let's go. First Deepa. First Deepa. Uh, Northman had a great trailer. Like, in a normal year, that probably wins it. But my number two is Lightyear because the David Bowie song, uh, Starman, my best ever thought of my best ever uh, Starman remake or redone or whatever you want to call it version of Starman ever assembled is in that trailer. And that is amazing. So Lightyear was number two for me. Wow. I had Batman Northman winning time, then Lightyear winning time. Uh Winning time, a little bit of sour taste based on what Adam McKay has done with uh, don't look up. I'm just a little nervous for it. I mean, I'm, I'm, ho- I'm, I'm still confident it's going to be good. Just a little nervous. Just a tad nervous, but the Batman number two trailer wins for best trailer of the year. First ever deeper from Matt Reeves. Congratulations. <laughs> the next category is. The best motion picture to watch under the influence. And the nominees are Dune, Malignant, Godzilla vs. Kong, 
and Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Ricky Flicks, we have a split. Dr. O has nominated Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Ricky Flicks has nominated Malignant. Ricky Flicks, explain your pick. Malignant. This movie is kind of like turn off your brain and watch it under the influence. Perfect, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And compared to the other ones, I think that the like Venom, comic book movie that you kind of want to watch, like real, like Dune, amazing movie, very loud, might be tough on the ears or the, the head under the influence. Godzilla Kong was my number two here. But Malignant, the fight sequences in that movie are incredible. And that is a true turn off your brain and watch this movie. I'm picking Malignant. Malignant was so off the ball, off the walls, bonkers. I almost said off the balls, bonkers, <laughs> but it's so banana lands that I understand why you picked it. That was my number two, but Venom, let there be carnage. You have a star studded cast, all right? That you look forward to seeing. All right. Malignant. You don't know squat in that movie. Name one actor, you know, from that movie. Venom, let there be carnage, R-rated violence, language, Woody Harrelson in a eccentric role playing with wacky hair, playing a supervillain that alongside Naomi Harris, another uh, Oscar nominee. Oscar winner. Oh, Oscar, what'd she win for? She won she for won. Moonlight? Yeah. Right? Or not Moonlight. Uh, she, was, she got nominated for Moonlight. Yeah, Naomi but she Harris. won for... Uh, oh, that's going to kill me. What, what are you talking she, about? She did win. She, oh no, she didn't want to get nominated. Oh, man, that's yeah, a lot. so either name. way, I'm saying the action sequence is seeing the CGI fight between Venom and Carnage. Not the best elements of CGI, but when you're under the influence, it doesn't have to be really, really spot on. It's a superhero movie. Everyone likes seeing superhero movies, no matter what state of mind they're in. You have fun with this one. It's not too long. You don't have to stay focused for too long. You can miss a scene. You don't miss a beat. So we need. We have to go to the wheel. The best movie to watch under the influence, either Malignant or Venom 2, Ricky Flicks, spin the wheel. And the Deepa goes to Venom, let there be carnage. What? A, I got to honor the Deepas. Got to honor the Deepas. So the winner, Venom, let there be carnage. Congratulations to Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson and Naomi Watts for a terrible movie. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, on to the next category. I actually need to pick one here. <laughs> I just noticed I didn't write anything in. And the next category is for best postponed 2020 picture. And we have a- another difference between Dr. O and Ricky Flex. The category for best Postponed 2020 pic motion picture has these nominees. Morbius, which is now due out to come out in April. The next nominee is Top Gun Maverick, which is due to come out this summer, I believe. Ricky Flicks might have to correct me on that. The Death on right. the Nile, which is due out starring Army Hammer next month. And then we have Mission Impossible 7 and 8, both delayed a year, not coming out. Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 7 is not releasing until 2023, much to the dismay of one Tom Cruise. So we are split here. Let me just explain this one. These are motion pictures that have been postponed numerous times. We, expect, we expected to get them in 2021 or even 2020. All of them in 2020. <laughs> All these, yes, all of these were except expected Mission to come Impossible out. Eight. Except for Mission Impossible 8, all expected were to come out in 2020, and we have yet to see them. Which one is the best motion picture? Kind of a prediction answer. Is that what we're talking, Ricky Fleck? Can we explain this one? I honestly was thinking, like, uh, not like what would be the best out of these, but just like what's been like the funniest like set of delays. Oh, either, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's just most hilarious postponed picture. And I'm still sticking with my answer. Dr. Rose says Top Gun Maverick. Ricky Flick says Morbius. Explain your answer, Ricky. This movie has been delayed seven times. And I think a Tom Cruise movie, so that, that's two of these options here. I think that you're going to see him no matter what. I think Morbius here, sure, is a comic book movie. 
has Spider-Man Venom complications here, but all in all, it's still Jared Leto. You don't know what you're going to get. Most One of the most, if not the most volatile actor in Hollywood to go along with all seven postponements. I think that's the clue. For me, that was like, all right, it's Morbius. That's the funniest postponement here. And definitely now we're getting that next week. So it's just like, hey, we're finally getting it. Which one? Which death one? on the Nile. Death in, yeah, We're, Death on the Nile. Definitely coming I, out. That one. Not getting postponed again. That one. I changed my nomination. I changed my nomination. <laughs> yeah, death on the Nile. Death on the Nile is my nomination. Just because this movie's hilarious. And champagne. Um, I, I like just. Blind to my face. <laughs> we got terrible acting left and right in these trailers that we're being forced to watch the market in this movie has ramped up tenfold within the last two weeks death on the niles like that was due to come out in 2020 the movie's been set but not only is it being postponed due to covid it's due to they're kind of hiding behind covid oh. or the army hammer army hammer circumstances uh gal gadot is coming off red notice and she is totally exposed for being Wonder one Woman. of the worst actresses in Hollywood. Wonder Woman 1984 being a clear-cut example as well. This movie's hilarious. Russell Brand apparently trying to make a comeback, and he looks terrible in that one line he has in the trailer. They can't hide Arby Hammer. Death on the Nile's my pick, not Top Gun Maverick. I apologize to Tom Cruise and uh, for even having him nominated twice here. So, Ricky Flex, we are split. I, I want to change my tip. You convinced me. Death on the Nile. I think it has to be Devin now. You just made it so obvious. Yes. Like it's not just because of COVID. Like it has to be Death on the Nile. It is Death on the Nile. And that is Kenneth Branagh's. Wait, is he directing this Death on the Nile? Who's directing Death on the Nile? I think he is because he did uh, Murder on the Orient Express, right? <laughs> I'm looking it up. So this is after Belfast, which is going to get nominated for Best Picture. He might win Best Director. He is probably he is directing Death on the Nile. He is another he, volatile director. Cinderella, Death on the Nile, Murder on the Orient Express, and then Belfast. He's like Jared Leto as a director. It's like he's either it's a hit or miss. And uh, I mean, before Death on the Nile even releases, we're saying it's a miss. Uh, and that's we'll have to see it. We will have to see it. We will review, review. Death on the yeah. Nile. All right, and book we it. Will we will analyze Army Hammer's performance in depth from Death on the Nile. We will do what every other media uh, not. company refuses to do, <laughs> right? That's what separates the drive-in podcast from all other movie media companies. So put away the wheel, Ricky Flix. The winner for the deep up for best postponed 2020 picture, Death on the Nile. What a change of events, turn of events. Congratulations here. to Kenneth Branagh, probably the most prestigious award he'll win this year. We are on to the next category for the Deepas. We have six awards left for the Deepas this year. Ricky Flix and I noticed we were not dressed for the occasion. So we obviously made a wardrobe change. If you're watching the YouTube shirt, tie jacket. Make sure we dress up for our own prestigious awards. We have to take this as serious as these categories are. And with that being said, we have the best fight in a motion picture as our next category. So the DEPA nominees for best fight in a motion picture. We have Malignant at the police station. We have Godzilla vs. Kong Final Battle. We have the Invasion of Arrakis from Dune. We have... We have... We have... The Batman on Vengeance from the trailer. <laughs> and one category, the drive-in pod failed to fill out that says superhero film scene. Any any superhero any film. superhero film scene i will replace it with the final battle from spider-man no way home <laughs> we are unanimous in this pick for best fight in a motion picture and the deepa goes to the police the police station scene in malignant upset alert upset unanimous pick from the drive-in boys, Ricky Flicks, why does Malignant deserve this, Deepa? 
we didn't even have matrix on here by the way because nia didn't throw a punch just wanted to say that but uh this movie had matrix like moves with our protagonist here in this police department scene it was insane the gory of it the, not just the moves but the gory the violence the technique the kung the fu gory, style the gory the gore the gore i don't know english goriness goriness <laughs> gore the gory but that was amazing dune had so many good fight sequences but nothing as nothing as crazy as that also just like the wow factor in that was also insane so malignant for me and to you as well i had dune at number two on my list uh it could have had multiple nominations even if you just did like the one-on-one between Josh Brolin's character and Timothy Chalamet, even though that was a training exercise, it was still electric and seeing the technology put into place for that film. Very cool to see, but malignant. I basically, why I gave, I voted for this is the chair toss. The chair toss (laughs) is what made that scene. And it went, it's just like, we're going off the walls here, but also it starts off in the jail cell. And when the creature just goes off, goes off snapping bones forearms going through skin and people just screaming in fear that's where that movie went off the rails i think malignant was the right choice here i wanted to do the batman on vengeance but that's technically from the first trailer we had to throw it in here because it was referred to during the second trailer but not to its full extent Right. So Malignant is the Depo winner for best fight in a motion picture. Congratulations to the horror film from James Wan, HBO Max. Unbelievable. Great achievement. Our next category is the best soundtrack slash use of music. The nominees for the Depo are Let Me Roll It from Licorice Pizza. Officer Krupke and West Side Story. Two options from House of Gucci. We have Blindisi and I Need Love. We have Downtown from Last Night in Soho. We have Fantasy from Free Kai, parentheses, Jody Comer version, end parentheses. And then the Shang-Chi karaoke scene. <laughs> and the Deepa goes to. Let me roll it, licorice pizza. Congrats, Paul Thomas Anderson. Now, just a clarification here. So, like, I think licorice pizza was the best soundtrack of the year. I do. Let me roll it. Was it the best use of music of the year? I could argue that there was a better use of music for, like, of this year. And it was also in licorice pizza. And that was in the trailer, Life is Mars, David Bowie. Yeah, such a good song. I had that yeah. on repeat for like a month after I saw the movie. Right. So like Licorice Pizza, Use of Music, Soundtrack, both winners here. Both winners, the waterbed scene, slight touching of the hands, right? <laughs> Sexual tension between the characters. Let me roll it from Wings, Paul McCartney blaring. It was a master class. Uh I wanted to shout out the Officer Krupke scene. The music was our intro for the West Side Story podcast. Excellent adaption there. Uh, We do have Jodie Comer being recognized in an alternate category for the Deepas this year, so it's okay. Maybe she'll get some shine in the next category. Downtown also might get some love in an alternate category for the Deepas. The Blindisi was actually my second place one because of the hilarity of it with the sex scene between Adam Driver and Lady Gaga in the trailer with the opera going on in the background. Perfect. Uh, let me roll it, Licorice Pizza. Congrats, Paul Thomas Anderson, on his first ever Depot. Congrats. The next category is Best f- uh, Industry Feud of the Year. And the Depot nominees are Denny Villeneuve, Versus Warner Brothers. We have Scarlett Johansson versus Disney. We got Peter Dinklage versus Disney. Kind of with like a January, February release in time for Oscar season and time for Deepa season. We have Kevin Feige versus the Academy. 
And then we have The Rock versus Vin Diesel. And the winner for best feud of the year goes to The Rock versus Vin Diesel. Wow. I think Ricky Flicks, this one jumped off the page. We got WWE superstar first action movie superstar two box office titans in this day and age we have the we have the rock versus fast and furious we have spin-offs of the fast and furious versus the core of the franchise we have little brother versus big brother as Vin Diesel would say i think this one was hands down the most entertaining feud of the year just for quote's sake Ricky Flex, do you concur? Oh, for sure. Like you could see here, like with these other feuds, they kind of got resolved. Like Denny Villeneuve versus Dune. He's getting Dune part two, and it's going to be a theatrical release most likely there. ScarJo versus Disney. She's going to be in another Disney project. So True. that's kind of resolved. Peter Dinklage versus Disney. Disney, like Peter Dinklage won. Like they are going to change the dwarves and the, like they're, they're changing it up. Disney jumped the, the, the writers once that quote came out. They sprinted to the writers' room. Like, okay, we yes. got to make some changes here. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and Kevin Feige versus the Academy is just not nearly as close. Like, the Academy, like, still dominates him uh, based on awards. So, The Rock versus Vin Diesel by default. But then again, like, this just took over Twitter. True bad blood. True bad blood between the two. Very deserving of best feud of the year. Congratulations to the lovely couple on their first ever Deepa. Our next category is best song by an actor or actress. And the nominees for the Deepa are Vin Diesel in his second nomination of the evening. Feel like I do. Feel like I do. Downtown from Anya Taylor joined last night in Soho. And fantasy from Free Guy performed by Jody Comer. And we are split, Ricky Flicks. Most drive-in pod fans might have expected Feel Like I Do from Vin Diesel. It was the closeout song for an earlier episode. A summer jam. But also, Dr. O picked Fantasy by Jody Comer and Free Guy. An amazing rendition, one that grabbed my heart at the end of that movie. An excellent ending of the third act. Ricky Flex, we need the wheel. For best song by actor or actress from a motion picture this year, the wheel is just... And it's spinning. And the Deepa goes to... Oh my God! It goes to Fantasy by Jody Comer and Free Guy. Congratulations, Jody Comer. This is turning into Dr. O winning all the, the wheels here. I am winning every wheel. I think I've won every wheel so far. Yes. And why do you think that Vin Diesel should have won for Feel Like I Do? Before this category was even invented. This weekend, I listened to it by accident. I feel like I do. And again, it still hits. It still hits. Yeah, so I had my uh, Spotify on shuffle, and it still hits hard. It is such a good song. And it gets me thinking of the TikTok when Vin Diaz was doing the fist pump in the, on the beach with, like, the other TikTokers. Just uh-huh. that took over. Like, oh, it was a phenomena. TikTok phenomena. That's why Vin Diaz, I feel like I do. Should have won this award. Disappointed. But the wheel is just, like you said. I got to start winning some of these wheels, though. Jody Comer is brilliant. Brilliant. Her performance was brilliant. I was waiting. Ever since I saw Free Guy, I was like, I was looking on Spotify. I'm like, who sings fantasy at the end of this movie? And oh, my God, it was Jody Comer. When I found out that Ryan Reynolds posted the tweet with that video of her singing it, I was in love. <laughs> I was in love. It was a spectacular performance. One that was just a minute and 10 second clip but one I played for maybe a hundred minutes. It was that good. Uh, so Jody Comer, congratulations on your first ever Deepa for best song by an actor or actress in a motion picture. Congrats. Technically that doesn't 
fly to Vin Diesel now I'm thinking about it. It's just best song by actor, actress. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an emotion picture necessarily. So our next category is one of the juiciest. We have the comeback actor slash actress of the year. And the nominees are Nicholas Cage. Brendan Fraser, Simon Rex, and Ben Affleck. We are once again torn, and we're going to need the wheel to decide. Dr. Rowe has Ben Affleck as his comeback actor of the year. Ricky Flicks has Brendan Fraser. Ricky Flicks, before you spin the wheel, let's talk about your pick for comeback actor of the year. Yeah, like, I think it just comes down to this. Like, Nick Cage, Ben Affleck, like, they have consistently been in things. And I think Ben Affleck was the comeback player of the year last year for the way back. I think he's already back. He was already back. So I don't I don't consider him as a comeback actor, even though this year was kind of like, oh, last duel. Like, oh, tender bar. Oscar, uh, Oscar hints there, maybe, perhaps. So... I understand. So I, I don't think it's a bad nomination at all. And Nick Cage, I think he's just always, he's very volatile. We just talked about Jared Leto. He's probably even more volatile on purpose. Pig, one of, if not like one of the best movies of the year, very worthy of this award. But Brendan Fraser was literally doing nothing. Like he was not doing anything. Then he just appears it. Like, then we get no sudden move with him. He's going to be in Killers of the Flower Moon this year. So me, and then he's going to be in, um, Batgirl as well so maybe this is a maybe I'm too ahead of myself saying he's back he's like on the track trek to be back and he's also gonna be in Darren Ovnowski's The Whale so maybe he's on his way back so that's why like I'm not really upset that you picked Ben Affleck because I picked Frazier so that is exactly why I did not pick Brendan Fraser. the Frazier sans the renaissance is still ongoing we need these movies to actually come out with Martin Scorsese, with Darren Aronofsky, to us for his comeback to be fully complete. Ben Affleck started this journey following with his relationship with DC, with Warner Brothers, right? With, uh, uh, sorry, excuse me, Batman. And now this year, f- picking up from the way back from 2020, we have his performance in The Last Duel. One that was a fan favorite, him having fun with the role alongside the likes of his best friend, Matt Damon. And then also Adam Driver and uh, from other Depot winner, Jody Comer. We also have his performance in The Tender Bar. And I just watched The Tender Bar today, Ricky. Oh. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as you, if you made it sound out to be. The problem with that movie, he... First off, it's very conventional. It doesn't bring anything necessarily new to the table. And when it when Ben Affleck isn't on the screen, that movie loses all of its steam. I agree. All of its steam. Ben Affleck is so back. And I think Brendan Fraser will get to that point following his performances next year with such acclaimed directors. So does that makes sense and why I went Affleck over Frazier. I do. I think it makes sense. And I guess Simon Rex just, I don't think like he was in the scary movies. He was in um superhero movie, but like, he was never there to begin with. So I didn't pick him either. And a red rocket. It's like a, it was like a re-arrival rather than a comeback. Yeah. So that's why like he was last for me on this. And I need to say one more aspect about Ben Affleck and why he is the comeback actor of the year. Jayla. He is back with Jennifer Lopez. Crap. That is a major reason why I said he is the comeback actor of the year. And that's why people are re-recognizing him in the public eye. He is the new face of People Magazine. He is the new face of all tabloids. The the return of the king, Affleck, J-Lo, back. We must spin the wheel. I I can't spin the wheel. It's... You just, <laughs> dang it. You didn't have me until like, you didn't have me. I was like, we're spinning the wheel. But then you, you mentioned J-Lo, like Ana de Armas, J-Lo, 
now JLo, like he is so back. Like, what are we doing here? He is incredibly back. And we have, yep. you you mentioned deep water uh, this year prime. It, it's he is someone that is now a, someone that garners attention. That's worth our time. He always was worth Once our again. time, but he's worth everybody's time now. Right. Following these two performances, staring down a potential Oscar nomination. We'll find out this Tuesday when this podcast drops, but congratulations to Ben Affleck for his comeback actor of the year. Deepa. We are now down to our final two categories. Our next category is for plump boy of the year. Excuse me for screaming into the mic there. A little excited. The nominees for this Deepa are plump boy number one, Jesse Plemons. Plump boy number two, Brendan Fraser. And then newly anointed, Plump boy number three, Paul Dano. And the deeper goes to Jesse Plemons. What a year. What a year. Plump boy Plemons. He was more than deserving. Plump boy number one, where it all started. Uh, I feel Brendan Fraser is getting absolutely ripped on in this first ever appearance at the depots. Even though he's our plump boy, he's one of our plump boys, a two time nominee. Now that has amounted to nothing, amounted to nothing. And we can only hope that his performances next year will put him in the deeper conversation as a winner. This is going to be a lot harder next year for this category because you got Jesse Plemons starring in a Scorsese movie. You got Brendan Fraser that we just talked about. And then, Paul Dano as the Riddler in the Batman. So you think this year was hard. Insane competition. <laughs> Next year for Plump Boy of the Year. And who says we don't get a fourth? Not, like we don't get someone else into this mix. But these are our Plump Boys. This is one of the most, if not the most prestigious award. Jesse Plum is this year. So I think Ricky Flex, this is going to be a widely listened to podcast. So we have to discuss what defines Plump Boy. And I think being sensitive to all plump boys, it means you are a little on the heftier side. You have confidence in yourself. You are at the top of your game among other. You are among the top of your game among other stellar looking people, gorgeous looking people, and you are comfortable with who you are. And I think Jesse Plemons is the definition of a plump boy and with an amazing performances to go along with that confidence. That's what defines a plump boy. So congratulations, Jesse Plemons. So you think anything else you want to add regarding the definition of a plump boy, Ricky flex? Yeah. Like these three, like Paul Dan never had a, needed to come back. He's just still on this ascend and like plump boys, like they're on the send, right? They're like, they're one of us. Like we get excited when they're in the news. Common right? man, like yeah. common man actors. We feel like we could be them. Yes. And like you're you're thinking Jesse Plemons, like probably pushing two fifty like pounds. Brandon <laughs> <laughs> Fraser, Paul Dano probably is same. a stretch. Paul Damon, probably got, it, he's probably closer to one hundred than two hundred. Like why is stretch. he here? Why Paul Dano? He doesn't have movie star good looks, but he's always rising to the occasion. Right, putting on amazing performances. He, we have whether he likes it or not, he is a part of this category. Whether he literally looks like these other candidates does not matter. When you are a plump boy and referred to as on this podcast, you will remain. So he's plump boy number three, and those are our three nominees going into next year. Imagine if we ever interviewed Paul Dano, would he be like very chill or would he be like very nerdy? I. I, I don't know. I want to, <laughs> I, I want to say, either. I want to say he'd be, I just don't, I never hear him. I would love to see him on the actors on actors from variety yeah. on YouTube. I would like to see him speak like for longer than 20 minutes as himself, not as an actor, Yeah. not as a preacher. He's a during, chameleon as an oil baron. He is a chameleon. We don't know who he is. Similar to how I think of like Benedict Cumberbatch where it's like, I don't really hear him speak. And the superhero like campaigns over the past year, like he's been like speaking a little more and like, you know, his British self, 
So he's, and like, he's been doing a little more, but still the same thing. Like, you're right. Paul Dano hasn't gotten to that yet. And like the Batman, he hasn't done any campaign. It's all Robert Pattinson and Reeves. Like they're the only ones that have been speaking about this project. Nobody else. Colin Farrell. Nope. Like Paul Dano. No. So Kravis a little like very weird. So we haven't really ever listened to Paul Dano. We need to get him on this podcast to discuss. These plump boys, they don't, they're not very outspoken. They're humble people. Very humble people. Mm. Um, Brendan Frazier, we, he came out saying he appreciated all the support for his comeback story. That was the first time we really heard from him. Mm. Uh, and then going beyond that, like Jesse Plemons, he doesn't really stick out in the public eye. You don't see him on the cover of People magazine. So plump boys, humble, talented, common man. With that being said, Ricky Flex, we are on to our final award, and we will not be able to anoint the winner until after this podcast dropped. And that is for best TDI guest of the year. Feel free as a listener to pop in who you think should win. Tweet at us, screenshot, post on your Instagram stories, email us. Email. Maybe. But best TDI guest. Guest of the year. What they will need to do is they should be listening to the end of this podcast. And if they are true listeners, fans, and noteworthy guests, they will listen and then respond to this podcast via tweet. So they publicly acknowledge how awesome this awards has (laughs) been. So the nominees for best TDI guest of the year. R. Mayo. J Man. Scotty Furious. PKO. Steve O and Olek. A duo. And our co host, Nez. And those are the nominees for best TDI guests of the year. You know what you need to do in order to win this prestigious award. Nez is going to kill us. First come, first serve. Who wants it? I feel like here's what's going to happen. Like Nez, he'll join us sooner rather than later for our uh, upcoming episodes. But Mayo is going to hear this. <laughs> respond first with a mention about Nez being nominated. So that's my pick, my prediction for TDI Listener of the Year. Do you have a prediction, Ricky Flex? No, I think that's pretty on point. Um, I think I'm going to get the brunt of, of this, if I had to guess. Um, but I will say, hey, guest of the year, this is your time. And for next year, we'll have every single one of these candidates or uh, nominators, nominations on again this year, plus more this year. So we more some, picky next time. Yeah. So pick some topics that you like. What do you want? What movies do you like? What drafts do you want to do? Tell us. And this is not just the people on this nominations. This is other people that want to come on. You got to pitch us. What, what episode do you want? What do you, what do you think? You, like Mayo is good at Pixar. He did a Pixar draft with us. J-Man's huge at the Looney Tunes. He did Looney Tunes and so on. Pick your draft. Scotty Furious. Fast and Furious. That's how we got the damn nickname. All right. So this will be a test. Thank you for listening to the Depot Awards, the first ever drive-in pod awards. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed and, I guess, following all social media platforms that we are on, including including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're at the drive-in pod, all lowercase. With that being said, let's enter this next year of movies and let's all strive to be better and let's work towards these nominations. Um, And one day, somebody like you listening can be a part of this prestigious awards. Ricky Flux, any thoughts before we sign off? Key takeaway here is who's going to be nominated for the Willem Dafoe Award? That's the real like takeaway for me. I don't know who. Well, probably Dafoe. I think it's my favorite category. That's going to do it for episode 75 of the Drive-In Podcast. Until next time, we will 
Smelia. <laughs>